on the outside looking, and he wanted it. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Mavs Outsider Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Mike Bivens, at Bibbs Corner on Twitter, joined by my co-host, Maurice Williams, at Mind of Reese on Twitter. Reese, how, how was your past week? Uh, my past week was uh, was pretty good. It was pretty good. I can't complain. A lot of work, but, you know, uh, yeah. things looking up. Things are looking up. And, and that's all it's about. So uh, we actually did the Have You Seen podcast together over the weekend, uh, talking about Eddie Murphy's coming to America. Unfortunately, we did, yes. <laughs> and speaking of coming to America, Luca. Okay. <laughs> 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 oh, I had to do it. I didn't see, uh, see that one coming. I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> Oh man, I set that up. But uh, I said I can't throw the line to myself off the bat, boy. That was you, that was you did, you, you did the trick. You pulled the Tracy McGrady. You pulled the Tracy. <laughs> hey, you Spe- gotta set it up somehow. Shoot, I, I hear you. And speaking of Tracy McGrady, uh, <laughs> of the the first two games or the only two games we had this past week, we played the Magic in the first game. The the KP versus Vucevic matchup went about how you would expect with Vucevic getting Lucevic. And KP just kind of being tall, Tim Hardaway. Um, you know, we won the game, but when you look at that Magic team, uh, if Fournier doesn't get hurt in that game, there's a high probability that we lose that game. And he still uh, killed us. Exactly. Like, he limped off the court, came back, and was still getting buckets. Michael Carter-Williams killed us. <clears throat> Carter-Williams is getting to the bucket at will. Uh, just bad. Uh, we they were missing way too many key players. I I'm not sure if no, I am sure. Uh, it's a detriment to. I fault that upon the Mavs defense. Uh, and you know yeah. their usual lack of effort on defense. Because I was gonna say, you know, um, it's more of a credit to Vucevic and how well he's been carrying the team with all these injuries. Because he has not even just against right. us, he's right? Other teams as well. But for Michael Carter Williams to put up 18, 8, and 6, like his rookie year, Carter Williams, <laughs> unacceptable. Just coming back off an of injury for him, too. So it's not like he's been just doing this. Yeah, they're missing a lot of key players. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, we weren't missing anybody that game of much of importance. Nope. Uh, we didn't go real deep into the bench, but we never do. We got good production out of our uh, – out of our uh, players, mainly our starters on offense, but we just couldn't get that same effort on defense. Nope. <clears throat> it's it's getting quite annoying, honestly, uh, how bad our defense is. And it's just our t- the way our team is built with KP at the five, we are, n- we are set up to give up a lot of easy buckets at the rim. Yeah, especially with the lack of effort KP has been showing. So – Right. Like, I know he's coming off of injuries and all that, but you know, that. <laughs> nah, that's what people are going to say. It's, um, it's, it's a double-edged sword. When he plays great, no one mentions the injury, but when he pay, plays bad, he has an excuse. That's not, no. Exactly. Got to pick. What was the game? Was it the next game? I can't remember which game it was, but people were talking about how great he was moving. 
and stuff like that. And I just posted the the GIF, like taking down notes. Like I can't wait for y'all to talk about how he's hurt again. You just called it. You just called it a what? The GIF. I ain't, I'm not. It's not a word. <laughs> it's an acronym. <laughs> it's an acronym. <laughs> I'm an old school person. I, I'm not. I'm not. Called, I'm not pretending that's a, a dictionary word. It probably is by now, actually. Okay, so when you swipe a card, okay, do the people tell you to put in your PIN number or your PIN number. They say PIN. Right. That's an acronym as well. You know what? If they said PIN, I wouldn't complain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Touche. Touche. <laughs> Uh, I wonder if somebody did that, but anyway, we're getting off that. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's, you know, obviously you don't want to complain about a win, but again, it's, you want to, I feel we, we came into this season hoping that this team would be a four or five seed and we're barely getting by against bottom feeder teams in both conferences. I mean, I want to be positive because we're much better now than we were before. It's right. really starting to look like our issue was that the team wasn't healthy and mainly because of COVID. Right. It's starting to look that way. Granted, that doesn't mean we don't still have issues because we obviously do, but it's not like we were trash. So yeah. it's looking up. Uh, I don't possibly we could get out of a position where we won't have to play a play in if we can get the six seed because we're not that far behind. Right. And That'll come up uh, a little later, too, because uh, the next half of our schedule, the, the first three games this week, are going to give us the opportunity to make some moves. So um, anything else you wanted to add about that Magic game, by the way? Uh, Not really. Uh, I feel like we said everything. The defense was bad. The effort has to be better. Uh, we have to capitalize when we plan against teams who are weak. I don't mean weak as far as disrespect. I mean weak as far as, you know, they don't have much their firepower. Right. That's, they're supposed uh, to be behind us. <laughs> exactly. Like, they're missing about three or four of their best players. Yeah. Michael Carter-Williams almost put up a triple-double. Come on. <laughs> and Vucevic, Vucevic was, had a, almost had a 30-point triple-double, didn't he? Yeah. 29 points, 15 rebounds, 8 assists. Yeah, that's that's Shot great. 50% from the field and 5 for 8 from 3. Now I will say this. I, I will just before we we get off of this. He the only time I saw him bothered was when KP was guarding him, okay. um, and it was mostly in his head. But still, it it was effective, and it made me mad because how do you see that and not make KP his primary defender? Because he was too big for Maxi. You know what's funny. I looked at the box scores when you mentioned K, uh, Vucevic's triple-double. Right. Almost triple-double. And then I said, something tells me to look at KP's box score as well. <laughs> KP's box score looks like the great value version of Vucevic's box score. Okay. <laughs> 17 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, shot 5 for 15 from the field, yes. and 3 for 10 from 3. Like, why are you shooting 10 threes? You're 7 foot 3. You shot 15 shots, and 10 of them came from three. And that's Vucevic isn't even known for his defense. At all. Again, KP ain't got much of a post game, So you know what? Case closed. Basically, you put – if a team has somebody that can threaten his shot 
inside. Like he can't just turn around and shoot over people, which I believe they had Aminu on him mostly in this game. Or if somebody's bigger than him, he's just not gonna go down there. Aminu was six foot eight. That shit is ridiculous. Yeah. So Aminu scared him from going inside, which again, that's problematic for us. That's that's setting us up for failure in the playoffs. You know, people. I see the jokes on Twitter when people say he's a seven foot three Jason Capono, and the most times <laughs> I'm like, "All right, y'all reaching." And then games like this, I'm like, "Bro, yeah, proving I'm right. Why are you shooting ten threes? Yeah, not that's not an impact player, right at all. Especially if, if you're not, not hitting. Them. If you're not, if your name, if your last name isn't Curry, Thompson, Robinson." Or maybe Reddick. I don't want you sh- or Young. Okay, or Lillard. Oh damn, that's a lot of people. Okay, but still, <laughs> if that ain't your last name, I don't need you shooting ten threes. Nah, not at all. And that goes for a lot of y'all on the Mavs, because it ain't just KP. <sighs> I mean, that's the way this team is set up. It's it's actually pathetic. And speaking of Miss Luca the ball and whoever's if somebody's standing still when they collapse on Luca, give them the ball and make them shoot it. The issue is there is not one player on our team, maybe KP and maybe Maxi, mm. who are exceptional. No, not even exceptional. Though they are good catch and shoot three point shooters. Right. Everyone else. Below average, not below average shooters, below average catching shooters. There's a difference. Yeah. And Luca's setting people up like they're getting great looks. It's, you, They just aren't really built for that. He's got the ball on a spoon making airplane noises and handing it right to him. And they just can't make the shots. <laughs> and that's that's something that the, the team has to fix going forward. <laughs> and, Speaking of bricking threes, uh, <laughs> the next game was against the OKC Thunder. And another team that, I mean, besides Shay or Shy, I don't know how you pronounce that man's name, Gilgis Shea. Alexander. Shay. Yes. Yeah. Shay, besides him, there's nobody on that team worth giving a damn about. Uh, uh, literally a bunch of G Leaguers. Uh, I, I mean, I guess you could say that, but Darius Baisley and Lou Dort are really good players. They just don't get much credit. They're good prospects. I'm not. Prospects, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not fearing them. Is what I'm right. saying. Yeah, I don't fear them at all, and I don't fear 40 year old Al Horford either. So exactly. I mean, to be honest, I didn't fear 25 year old Al Horford. So <laughs> respectable players that can do good things. Baisley's got a really good upside. Like basically, the the Thunder are giving all these young guys big minutes to develop them. So that hopefully they they do something in the future. Absolutely. But, but as of right now, Thunder should not be a threat to us. We started that game one for twenty-two from three. <laughs> That's freaking hilarious. Like is, uh, what, what, is that a real stat? That's facts. Wow. One for twenty-two. Wow. I think we finished eight for 40 or something like that. You can pull it up. Eight for 40. Yeah. So we started one for 22. 
And my thing is, again, we're playing against a team we are better than. Why are we shooting 43s? No one on that team can protect the paint. Right. Who is the rim protector? Al Horford? Al Horford ain't no rim protector. We who, scared they, him? who they got off the bench? I'm looking. I think it's Mike Muscala. It's, it, they, I don't even know if Muscala played. It's, 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 you know who it is. Isaiah Roby. <laughs> Isaiah Roby, rim protector. Got it. Right. Maxi uh, blocked him twice, matter of fact. Uh, I'm Mark Zuckerberg, rim protector. <laughs> like, I, I truly don't understand why we play this way. The name of that. Th- I don't know. I know a lot of y'all don't watch basketball, but the thing with basketball is you take what the other team gives you. Right. Don't just take what you want to take. If the other team is giving you the paint, whether it be, whether you take the paint by force or they're willingly giving you the paint, you take it. If they're giving it to you, they want you to take it. If they can't stop it, you take it. Exactly. Y'all, y'all, y'all didn't even try. Y'all came out the gate shooting. And you know what that is? Cockiness. Facts. Thinking you're better than you are. Playing down to our competition. Yeah. When in reality... I mean, we should be much better than them, but we're not. At all. And I'll tell you one thing. The OKC Thunder have more heart than the Dallas Mavericks have. 100%. I'd love to have, I'd love to have some of those dudes playing on the Mavericks just because they play hard. And it ain't just coaching <laughs> because they played hard for Billy Donovan last year. And I don't, I don't even know their coach's name this year, but they play hard for him. They pull him out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Never heard of the dude. Still don't know his name. I don't even know what the name begins with. I just know it's a weird, it's like a, it's, it's a lot of letters. I, I, it's not a normal name. Okay. Um, good for him. <laughs> but yeah, like, like, like you said, playing down to the competition, not taking them seriously. Like this is the type of game that we could accidentally lose. Fortunately, that did not occur. Um, despite Luca being out, KP did enough it's hard to give him credit for it because I felt like he should have dominated that game and he didn't. At all. Like, it should have been a statement game for him. He should have came out and let his nuts hang on these boys, but he did not. 90% of the time when Luca steps on the court, no one can defend him. Right. I just need Luca to know that too. <laughs> because I get what you're trying to do. You're trying to get everyone involved. And I respect it. But I'm trying to find a polite way to say this. <laughs> These niggas is bums. And they not hitting the shots that you're giving them. So once they stop, make them earn getting the ball again. And go ham. Right. <clears throat> yeah, he, he definitely... And I... I halfway want to give him credit for because that's that's a sign of maturity that he doesn't just say you know what I'm gonna just go do it myself. Uh, that's something that I think Dame struggled with for a long time. Mm-hmm. Is picking his spots, 
but he overdoes it often. Like, if you're at the rim, just put the ball in the hole. How many times did he, does he get inside and then kick it out to somebody? Way too often. And I'm not going to lie, sometimes I like it because the passes are beautiful. But <laughs> most times, he's very good at finishing around the basket. Right. Just finish it. Take the easy points. Because I trust you finishing at the basket more than I trust anyone on this team with an open three-pointer. Exactly. And that's and that's just a part of the the modern era of basketball is that, you know, three-pointers are pitched as the, the optimal shot. And, of course, layups are also high efficiency, but in the moment, I think a lot of players, if they think a three-pointer is there, that is the priority versus the, the easy two. Um, and we've seen it all the time, like players overthink a situation and kick out when they shouldn't. And I see it, all, I see it almost every game, a guy gets inside and kicks the ball out. And after he kicks it out, realizes that he had a wide open layup and like reacts like, ah, I should have taken the layup. But it still continues to happen. Exactly. It's like when KP was it the was it one of the games this week where he just pulled up with like twenty seconds left on the fucking shot clock? <laughs> I mean, he was in his feelings. In the middle of the court. Yeah, that was. I don't think it was one of these. I think it was like the previous. I think it was. Also, um, yeah, I noticed people on the timeline, Mavs fans, saying. Uh-huh. Oh, y'all clowning him. He takes these shots all the time. And they're always dumb shots. They're <laughs> always bad shots. And they don't always go in. Stop that shit. Run some actual offense. I hate it when ever I hate that in the NBA period, to be honest. Unless you're Steph Curry, don't do it. Yeah. Or dang. I hate it. <laughs> or dang. Unless you're one of the logo brothers, don't do it. Here's the thing. Those guys do that because they're tiny. And if they can shoot it from further out, it's easier for them versus having to shoot over taller players or deal with contact and stuff like that. KP is seven foot three. Why are you shooting from that far out, especially early in the shot clock? I don't have to. As I say all the time, you can get that shot at any time. I don't want to see that on the one pass or no passes. If he starts shooting it at 60%, okay, now we can talk. Facts. When you start shooting consistently and I start seeing some progress, I won't care about you taking those shots, but you play like ass. Right. We need you to figure out who you are before you start doing goofy stuff like that. I don't know, man. I, I I want to enjoy this this team. I want to enjoy this man, but it's just so much back and forth, so much up and down. Like I we're halfway through the season. I don't know who this team is. I don't know what their identity is. I I can't even tell if we're a playoff team. And right now, if the playoffs were to start, we're technically in the playoff. Right. I don't trust us to be any of these playoff teams. Right. Like, I can't even think of, like, last year as we were approaching the playoffs, you know, you could say, oh, I want to match up against this team or that team. Like, who do I, who would I even pick to match up against? 
You know right what? Now. Before we move on, before we move on from this game, finally, let me just run. Let's let's just run down. Number one seed, Utah. Nope. Nah. <laughs> Phoenix. Absolutely not. We're n- Phoenix always has our number. Right. The Lakers, with or without Anthony Davis, I don't trust us against the Lakers. Right. Uh, Clippers. Nope. Portland. Nope. Not a healthy Portland. Exactly. Denver. Nope. <laughs> San Antonio. Maybe. Maybe. But I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, Golden State. Maybe. But I'm not sure. Right. Memphis. Cool. I trust us against Memphis. We get a play in against Memphis. That's it. I just ran down nine teams. Only trust us against one for sure. And two maybes. And that goes back to something I said the other day is people are talking about, oh, we're two games out of this spot and that spot. But, like, who are the teams ahead of us that we should expect to catch? Because they're playing games, too. It's not like we, we can just win games and be ahead of them. They have to lose as well. Exactly. Maybe so, Denver. I mean, we're only two games behind Denver. But I don't see that happening. It's Denver, San Antonio for me as the next two on my like maybe we can get them list. Right. But other than that, it's it's up in the air. And again, Denver is the team I picked to win the, the West before the season. Jamal Murray has disappointed me massively. I'm not really surprised that the Jamal Murray disappointed, to be honest. That's yeah, I I take the full I take full blame for expecting him to carry over his bubble success. As we can see, the bubble was different. Yeah, a lot of them bubble niggas ain't really doing what they was doing in the bubble. Bobo can't even get on the court. He was all bubble. So KP was man. (laughs) And that's another thing. Let me let me just say this real quick. Uh we'll move on to the all-star game. People keep using KP's bubble success as uh remember when he was in the bubble. That was eight games. Right. Have we even played eight straight games with KP? And, and I will say I was one of them because I was saying I don't really want to trade KP yet because we've seen him be great. He was really good last year uh, for some stretches when he was healthy, uh, especially when Luca was out and he was the uh, the go-to guy on the team. Right. And he was great in the bubble. But now I'm like, bro, that feels like so long ago. Exactly. What and are you doing now? Exactly. What, what have you done for me lately? And Shit. and if anything, it makes me even more upset because we've seen him play better. Right. And it's like, do can we get a full season of healthy KP? Like, I, again, I don't know who he is as a player right now. and He doesn't know who he is as a player. It's, it's just very frustrating. Um, I understand he's 25. He still has a couple more years to figure some things out, but it's not very encouraging at all. However, <laughs> there is another guy on our team that, that we know who he is. We know what he does. Uh, Luca, who got the start in the All-Star game <laughs> this week. I knew where you were going with that one. That was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> and uh, he also play, He was also in the skills challenge. Now, we talked a little bit before we started. I didn't watch any All-Star festivities. I just couldn't get into it. And from what I saw, he didn't even take his warm-ups off for the skills competition. Um, 
I, I know he got the first round by because of the Luca agenda. Illuminati sounds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, apparently, did he even, did, did you catch the skills competition? I didn't. I didn't actually. From what I heard, he didn't even like get past like the first couple of things. Like, yeah, I heard he was on some bullshit. <laughs> he he didn't even try. Like, and I think he said he was just super nervous. Like he wasn't thinking. But whatever. We they'll never invite him to another competition again. Yeah, dude, you embarrassed us in front of the holes. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. Did... It's, it's International Women's Day. You embar you embarrassed <laughs> us in front of the nice young ladies. I don't appreciate it. That remind me of uh, Jid uh, just put out a song and he was like, uh, fucking on this pretty little bit queen. I mean, I was like, you still see <laughs> some ignorant shit. Like, what are you talking hey, about? Man, you know what's crazy? I like Jid a lot. I'm a Dreamville guy, but sometimes I can't listen to his music because of his voice. You know, I was like that with Kendrick for a minute. Yeah, certain dudes I can acknowledge are great rappers. Like, Jid is an amazing artist. Oh, he's nice. I just can't really some of his stuff I can't listen to because his voice. But I understand. Well, I I For years I was calling him JID, but you, you can you know what? Never mind. I ain't even do it. To, I we doing this again. We doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna do it. Uh, but JID. No, I'm scared. No, uh, <laughs> but no. Uh, what, what were we talking about? <laughs> oh, Luca. Luca and the Skills Challenge bombing. So yeah, he he didn't try. I didn't expect him to try. Um, I don't know who ended up winning. Sabonis ended up winning, right? Yes. Was it Sabonis versus Vooch in the championship? I think so. I think that's what I saw on Twitter. I'm not sure. Okay. Again, I didn't watch it. Yeah, I, I was kind of halfway like reading the tweets, but I mean, I I enjoy that those two guys because they're not in the sexy markets. You know what I mean? I, I appreciate them getting that type of spotlight. Especially Sabonis. Yeah. And Vucevic. And Vucevic. Because he's been balling, but, you know, uh, he's not popular, so a lot of people aren't going to talk about him. Speaking of Vucevic, um, there's some rumors surrounding him that a lot of teams are after him. The Mavs are not on that list. <laughs> I'm like, where the fuck is he going with this? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm gonna keep it Mavs related. You know what I mean? Right. But, right, right. but uh, but yeah, Vucevic, a lot of teams on his list. Sabonis, they're about to get Levert back, which everybody was shocked by. By um, again, I, I'm I know this is a Mavs podcast, but I'm we happy like for those guys regardless. What's that? We like basketball, so if sometimes we talk about <laughs> players that aren't on the Mavs, excuse us. Yeah, I mean, I you have to see the full landscape of the league to understand where your team stands. That's how I feel anyway. I'm excited about Karis LeVert coming back for the Pacers, though. I think uh, – I hope he can ball out. Most definitely. And, again, really and like, to to find cancer like that off of a trade, man, that's, that's a crazy story. So definitely got to pull. his life. Yeah, definitely got to pull for him. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, moving forward, the, the All-Star game itself, Luka got to start, right? Wait, 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 wait. So you just segued into the Vucevic thing for nothing? I, I changed my mind on where I was going with that. I'm, I'm going to let it go. Okay, continue. <laughs> we got we to get this All-Star crap out of the way. So Luka started. He played 32 minutes, if I'm not mistaken. 
um, and threw a couple lobs to to Jokic, which everybody was, oh, they're going to team up in the future, blah, blah, blah. Um, I have wet dreams about. <laughs> you know what? You can't just say that and stop. Like, you got <laughs> to complete the thought. <laughs> uh, halfway through, I was like, you probably shouldn't say this. I'm not going to say it. Continue. <laughs> But uh yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> I mean Luca was wearing his his nuggets colors, so um oops, uh, I'm sorry, I went the wrong way. Y'all, y'all, y'all expect everybody to come to Dallas. It's Ooh. not a possibility that Luca could go to one of you know what? I'm gonna stop while I'm ahead. I mean, uh, if I'm Jokic, why would I leave a successful team that you know what? <laughs> never mind. Uh, you know, a team that actually has shown that they're willing to make, you know, uh, we're, we keep going off track. Um, yeah, so they 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 had a good time. Uh, Luca didn't try too hard like his teammate Giannis did. Uh, man, that sounded good to say, you know what I'm saying? Facts. <laughs> but uh, people are saying that Luca might be another dirt where he's just happy to be there in the all-star game. I think it's just because he's a kid. I think uh, as he the years go on and he becomes an all-star veteran, uh, I think he'll start playing harder and doing more. Same. I think so. Uh, he'll start getting more. Well, Luca likes to lack, lacks around a lot, so the all-star game is perfect for him because they don't play no freaking defense. They don't take anything serious. Right. This is the perfect game for him, but he's right. just not. It's so many other stars. Yeah. He's not really doing much. I but think he's I just know. I think he's just not comfortable like around all those guys like that. Like he's still he's still new. So like he still yeah. looks at them as like, yo, these this is LeBron and such and such. And they like, probably nah. still look at him that way. Because remember last year he started, but he didn't even finish the game. Exactly. So So he's not demanding that respect yet. And he's not the type to go ask for it. So the young so. guys gotta earn that, gotta uh you gotta get that first. Got to earn that first, no matter how good you are. So, exactly. Um, anything else you want to add about the All Star game? Because I'm off, I'm off it. Hell no! But the dunk contest was trash, and that's it. <laughs> I didn't even watch it. Shout out to Anthony Simons. He won the dunk contest. Yeah, he. Won. I don't know how his dunks was mid. I didn't see a single one. Quite honestly, I saw the Stanley one off of the same leg through the legs. Uh. That was nice, but again, that's the only dunk I saw. So whatever. Um, anything else you wanted to touch on as we move forward? Hell no. Nah. <laughs> Did you want to touch on these these uh, speculations about trades and buyouts and whatnot? Uh, <clears throat> the Mavs related ones, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's about it. The other stuff, I know our team isn't going after him, so I don't really feel the need to talk about about it and even nah but uh the ones that were in the uh rumor for then yeah so kevin love came up he sure did i personally am good on that i am conflicted elaborate uh kevin love would answer Three weaknesses for us. Shooting, rebounding. He has decent defense. He's not a rim protector, but he can defend a little bit. But uh, also playmaking. 
and someone in the post, a post presence on offense, someone who created okay. their own shot in the post. Okay. But he costs so much money. Right. That's the only issue. So with Kevin Love, the reason I'm I, I don't I don't even have really a take on it. Like I'm not saying keep him away from my team, and I'm not saying yes, make it happen. Can he stay on the court? That's a very good question. He has played 50 games. Well, he played 50 games last year, right? Uh, he averaged 17 and 10, which is beautiful. Like, if we could get 17 and 10, K-Love, beautiful. But he's played two games this year. And it hasn't just been him sitting out because they don't want to win. He's been legitimately hurt. And the year before last, he played 22 games. So he's played over the past three seasons less than a season worth of games. Maybe his body will hold up more if he's playing meaningful basketball. <laughs> and I mean, he's coming off of, look, he was an all-star. Well, I guess that was when LeBron was there, right? Right, meaningful basketball. But even when LeBron was there, he didn't play more than 60 games in those two seasons. Uh, touche. In either of those seasons. Touche. So we already got KP with his health issues, um, which I've been reluctant to say, but at this point, he has health issues. Um, Absolutely. Either he has health issues or I'm just going to call him an inconsistent guy. Right, he's He's inconsistent, he's soft, he's undependable. Or he's in, or he has injury issues. And to be nice, I think I'm going to go injury issues. Because I want to give him a chance. I want to give him the opportunity to prove that he can turn back into what he was last year. I think I'm going to go inconsistent until I see otherwise. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. But K-Love, does he, does he have two more years on his contract after this year? Yes. I think so. 31 million next year, 29 million the year after that. Too much. Solid year. Yeah. If we bring in Kevin Love, we can't afford any other free agents. That's true. That's why I would prefer Drummond. But, you know, even if we would want to, we couldn't afford anybody else because KP's contract is already up there and we're going to have to pay Luca next year. Because we can't hold out on not paying one of the best players in the league. Yeah. He's not going to want to hear that. Oh, we need you on the rookie contract because we want to sign. No, fuck that. Pay him. <laughs> yeah, he's getting he's getting paid. And the reason I – and I, I don't like talking about money usually, but with Kevin Love, there is no upside to his contract. He's 30. He's 32. He's not getting better. At all. He's not Chris Paul. Right. So if you take on that contract, you're taking on that contract. Which is why I would prefer Drummond. Would you like to transition to the Drummond conversation? I mean, are there even Drummond rumors? I didn't. The only Drummond rumor is that we are interested in him on the buyout market still. They have not said that they are interested in him on the trade market. Yeah, I've heard the buyout market thing. I don't see him getting bought out. And if he does get bought out, 
Why would he come? He's here? not coming to Dallas. He's going to a contender. Right. He's going to go somewhere where he can contribute to a winning cause. People new- don't want to willingly play here. And people don't seem to understand that. Oh, I'm sorry. People don't want to willingly play there because I don't live there. But right. people don't want to willingly play there. We are the outside. <laughs> we are the outsiders. I just don't, I don't understand what part of that y'all don't understand. No one's going to get bought out in the middle of the season then to say, oh, let me go play in Dallas. I was thinking about this earlier. I think people look at Dallas as a, I mean, have you been to Dallas? No, I haven't. Okay, so Dallas, the area, is kind of how the team represents itself. It's good business. It's it's clean, but it's not sexy. Like it's not fun. Like players come that come to Dallas are coming for to to resurrect their careers, to to get money, to be a part of a good solid organization. That's why we get guys after they're past their twilight. Because they don't want to, they're coming to a safe situation. You know what I mean? Versus the guys that are willing to go to different cities and take a chance on trying to pursue something. Like no no young guys coming to Dallas as it stands. Like nobody says, oh, I can't wait to go to Dallas to play with Rick Carlisle. People that come to Dallas say, oh, Carlisle's a, a, a guy with a pedigree and you know, he's a great coach and we, we know his track record or, you know, Mark Cuban's a great owner, very financially savvy. Like that's what, that's how they talk about the maps. Like you're, you're getting a job with a steady organization in a fortune 500 company. <laughs> oh, oh Claire's got a good job. That That's how, that's how they look at the maps. It's a culture problem. We have no culture. Right. It's, it, there's nothing. <laughs> it remind you remember those goofy ass graffiti uh, jerseys. Unfortunately, that was our attempt at culture. Exactly, and, it, and, and I was, remember them mentioning it. And it came off as poorly as the culture uh, in Dallas is. You know what the culture in Dallas is? Let's bullshit and free agency. Saving money. Let's tell the free agents, just trust us. (laughs) (laughs) Dog, let's talk about that real quick. (laughs) Um, Darren Williams is from the area. He bought a house in Dallas. He he had the house bought. A house. He had his mind made up. He went to the meeting. Mark Cuban said he had to film some Shark Tank, so he wasn't going to be there. Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, I I guess I understand, but now I'm feeling a little bit like you don't prioritize me, right? So then you sit down with Donnie. You know, he's he's a veteran in the game. He knows how this goes. What are your plans for me, Donnie? (laughs) Darren. Darren, baby, just trust me. Strike three. No strike two. Straight strike three. <laughs> like what? That's your whole pitch? 
trust me, that's the most ignorant thing I've heard in my life. You're a professional general manager for an NBA team, and your pitch to one of the hottest free agents on the market and one of the best point guards in the game at the time is just trust me, trust these nuts. And that's pretty much what he said. He said, well, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's okay. I already bought this house here since I'm, I'm from the area anyway. But I'm going to go back to Brooklyn because they actually seem like they care about me and want me and have plans for me. I'm from Baltimore. So let me put uh, Donnie Nelson in Durant, uh, Durant, Darren Williams' uh, <clears throat> conversation in hood terms for you. Nigga, you copping or not? That's what Don Nelson. You know what? Did you just disappear on me? No, nah, I'm here. Oh, okay, you faded out. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, that's, I, I don't know what they were thinking. Especially, I mean, I guess that was early on in their failures. They thought they, they thought they were something they weren't. They, I mean, they still do as far as I can tell. It's probably what they told Mark Gasol. Probably what they told all these boys. Did, they, did we even talk to Conley when he was a free agent that year? I think we did. I think we tried to do Conley and Whiteside that one year. In hindsight, glad we didn't. But still. It's the, it's the principle of the matter that we can't get any of these dudes until, until after they're past their prime. Then we can get them. When they're ready to retire, they're ready to... Like We are the nursing home of the NBA when it comes to free agency. The rehab facility. Guys come to us off of torn ACLs and shit. We're a halfway house. Yeah. And then guys leave and go get rings. <laughs> or chase rings. Because we damn sure aren't anywhere near one. This is bullshit. I didn't mean get upset about this, but I'm upset now. I'm definitely upset. And it's bad because we already knew most of the the Darren Williams stuff. I don't. We didn't know the Donnie portion. The trust us. But we knew about Cuban not being at the meeting. Uh, I know Dalton is interviewing Cuban right now, or in the next day or so. I wonder I if that's going to come up. I don't think we're ever. <laughs> I don't think we're ever gonna get it. <laughs> you know, at some point I'm gonna I'm start making these reach outs. Not yet, but at some point I'm gonna do it. I'm about to say you're the one with connections. I just know, you know, Twitter fans and shit. I mean, no, I'm gonna let that one go. I ain't gonna put some clear down on the podcast. Um, but yeah, that that's that's where we are so we're gonna wait for buyouts nobody's gonna come here do you expect the Mavs to make any type of move hell no none not a single one the only one I expect them to possibly make is JJ Reddick and I feel like they'll still screw that up right we'll be second in that that's usually the type of thing we do we wait till the last second somebody else swoops in and gets it done because we don't have assets No one wants 
the bums on the maps. No. I, I just need y'all to understand that. Stop putting packages. Why do I open an article earlier that says top five realistic trade packages for the de- that can get Luca a star or get Luca help? The first name I see is Bradley Bill. I close the article immediately. There's no realistic way we can get Bradley Bill. Cut it out. <laughs> uh, let's we let's Cuban takes the the Wizards owner into a bar and drugs his drink and gets him to sign on those dotted lines. It's not gonna happen. We don't have assets. We keep signing these trash ass players and then expecting somebody to want them when it comes time to do trades. You put a gun to the Wizards GM head and he won't trade for Dwight Powell. And I don't blame him because I wouldn't either. We sign trash players. We we don't play rookies. So we can't get them any type of value or buzz. Even the guy we played, Josh Green, was told not to do anything. Like, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. The offseason after Luca's rookie season, their excuse for bringing back all of our players, our bums, and barely signing anyone was, we want to build team chemistry. This is from Mark Cuban. <laughs> this is why we won't get an interview. We want to build team chemistry with these guys. We want them to grow up together and build together. Chemistry and building together doesn't matter when you're building with bums. BWB, building with bums. That's the new match. You know what? keep signing these barely NBA type guys, which is fine. You need role players, but like to prioritize that is the dumbest thing ever. Like top level talent, you build around top level talent. You don't build with the, 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 the placeholders in place. The gap. If we didn't have Luca, we'd be the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's like starting a wall with caulk, just having a ton of caulk with no bricks. That's not a wall. <laughs> you get the bricks first, then you get the caulk to fill in the gaps. But no, we're just going to load up on caulk and hope some bricks show up. God bless the Mavs. God bless God the Mavs. So, I, I, you got me so fired up, I almost don't want to do an unsung hero. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's, let's take a quick break and we'll, we'll come back and do it. You gonna be all right? I, I think I can do it. I'm gonna make it quick though. All right, let's let's take a quick break, recompose. <laughs> we'll do the unsung heroes. See if we can get up out of here. So I know you uh you probably got used to hearing bibs for a while on this ad, but uh I'm gonna take over the reins again uh to tell you a bit about our ad, our sponsor, Anchor. Uh, Back in 2020, during the pandemic, I finally took the opportunity to start my own podcast. The only issue was I had no idea where to start. Um, I didn't have any podcast equipment, uh, no camera, no microphone, you know, uh, any things that you see in a studio. But what I did have was my cell phone And that's why I discovered the Anchor app. Anchor is the perfect app for new podcasters, for beginning podcasters, for people to start their very own podcast. 
Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, like I mentioned. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. So it's doing most of the work for you. All you have to do is hit play, press record, and get your work out there to the world. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And the best thing of all, Anchor is totally free. And on top of it being free, you can acquire your own sponsors like the ad I'm doing right now through Anchor. So you have an app for free that you can possibly make money off of. Seems like a fantastic deal to me. If you're interested in starting your own podcast with the Anchor app, Make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Tell them Reese sent you. Okay. After, uh, you know, I had to take my medicine. Uh, had to relax a bit, calm myself down so I can do Mind of Reese's Mavs Unsung Hero of the Week. And this week, the Mavs unsung hero award goes to one of my favorite Mavs, someone who actually does something on the team. <clears throat> Maxi Kleber, Maximilian, who showed up in both games, not big numbers, didn't have the biggest numbers, but his impact was uh, well-received, so to speak. Not the word I was looking for, but that's the first word that came to mind. Against Orlando in our win, he played 28 minutes, had 13 points, six rebounds. One assist, three steals, two blocks, shot four for six from the field, and three for five from three. Don't usually like to see all of their field goals go towards three-pointers, but when you're knocking them down and you're filling the stat sheets and other departments, I can't complain too much, especially when it comes in a win. Against the Oklahoma City Thunder in our win, he scored eight points, seven rebounds, one assist, two blocks. Consistently putting MFers on the wall where the bibs and that's all for Reese's Mavs unsung heroes of the week and now I will gladly kick it to my co-host bibs for the weekly forecast bibs you know Reese thank you for that report on your unsung hero uh speaking of the wall we're kind of running out of space on that wall might need a second uh second slab if you will Uh, But we're going to go ahead and get into this weekly forecast. We're coming in. It is going to be a short week, but it's loaded up on basketball. Uh, Coming right out of the break, we got the San Antonio Spurs, who are one of the teams that we uh, actually have a chance to pass here. Uh, The Spurs are a weird team. They don't look like they should be doing things, but they are. Obviously, it's a rivalry, so we better come out of the gates ready to go. KP's back should be rested, as should Lucas. Uh, I expect no excuses in that one. But then we got a back-to-back, and I almost called you Dan because I'm doing my news anchor voice. Who the hell are we playing on that (laughs) back-to-back? Oh, man. Oh, the Oklahoma City Thunder are back. Uh, We just spent a good bit of time dissing those boys. Uh, The last game was easy without Luka, I would expect it to be even easier with him we'll see how that goes and then finally we take 
one day off before we come back on Saturday to play the Denver Nuggets. Luka and his good buddy Jokic get to face off one more time. Uh, and again, these are teams that are right ahead of us. The Thunder are right behind us. The the Nuggets and Spurs are right ahead of us. We win those two games, and we're we're talking business. We might be out of that play-in situation. My hopes are not the highest about pulling that off, but if we do, maybe they can change my mind. And that's it for your weekly forecast. Uh, Reese, back to you. Uh, I just want to clarify. Um <clears throat> Did you say Maxi needed to add another slab? We we might need another slab of bricks, is is what I was saying. Uh, oh, okay, 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 got it. Uh, thank you, Bibbs, for that forecast and for that um clarification. We're at division. Uh, yeah, hopefully we can knock those wins out. Uh, Denver is looking good, but they're not too great this year. I think we can probably steal a game if everybody steps up. Uh, I have faith in us beating OKC. Uh, Spurs could be a task. They're playing very well right now. Uh, shout out to DeMar DeRozan. Uh, so hopefully we can get on this, uh, continue this win streak that we're going on right now and uh, get out of that play-in spot because it's dangerous. And speaking of which, you know, we got these these three games. I, I can't even – I think I halfway did the voices then. You did. You <laughs> uh, did. After this week, so we get these, these this huge opportunity to make a little bit of a run here and get back out of that playoff play-in situation. And then you know what we got coming up after that. Yes, very dangerous. Double clips, double blazers. Double, yes. Again. Double-breasted blazers, if you will. <laughs> that, I mean, you could look at that as an opportunity as well. Like if we go on a run here, we're really in business. We're four seed. I'm having to deal with people in my mansions talking about, see, I told you so. Keep is healthy. If the Mavericks, I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that for next week's episode. Okay. If the Mavericks win out of those four games between the Clippers and Blazers, if they can win like two of those games, right. or maybe three, I may have to do something. I don't know what, but I may have to do something. <laughs> I'm not sure what that could possibly mean. It sounds like a positive thing, but it also could go the other way. You know uh, what? I'm it putting it on the table right now. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> the Mavs have a matchup coming up next week. Okay. Two against the Clippers, two against the Blazers. If they can win two of those games, I will revive Horny Reese to the Twitter timeline. Oh, God. <laughs> you going to make me root against this? <laughs> I could finally show I, my, my Twitter. I know group. y'all want it. I know y'all want it. I got them. I got the I got the goddamn burial site in the back. I'll dig them up. If they can win two of those games. No, that's too easy. I should put the pressure on them, right? If you say three, I can work with it. Yeah, if they win three of those games between the Clippers and Blazers, those four games, if they win three or four, I will revive Horny Reese to the timeline. Mm. Okay. All right. I'm not mad at it. Please don't win three. I mean, let me let me ask you. I mean, we, now that we're here, we're kind of close to closing this out. H- how has it felt to not 
to, to restrain yourself in that way? It has been tasking. It's almost like trying to get off crack. Um, <laughs> Literally. So it, Ask it, it's been tough. I found myself almost liking and retweeting things, but I say, no, I'm sticking to it. I can do this. And I'm about, I, I've lost count of the days. I haven't been counting, but ever since I've made my account horny Reese's dead, I have not said or tweeted anything horny. I have been tested, mm. but I have passed every test by the grace of God. Amen. Mm. Preach. You got a test. And I will continue to do so. Okay. Do you have a sponsor? I'm sorry. Do you have a sponsor? A sponsor for a sponsor for what? You know, like AA. You have a sponsor that you can reach out to whenever you're feeling tempted. No, I actually don't. Okay. So you just reminded of when when you look at that handle. Is that what it is? Yes. Also, since I've tweeted that, since I've made my account horny Reese's did, a lot of porn hasn't been showing up on my timeline, so that actually helps. Wow. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. That's interesting. It might be related. Speaking of the algorithm. algorithm. Hashtag algorithm. Anything you need to add on this episode? Uh, nah, not really. Uh, we usually plug out stuff at the end and close it out. Make sure y'all go watch the uh, episode we did on Bibb's movie podcast. Have you seen? That's S C E N E. Have you seen? Uh, we reviewed um, fuck is that trash movie coming to America? The number two. Uh, really fun episode we did. I'm plugging his shit. I mean, so, I'm not gonna complain. Saving me some some extra words. Yeah, saving him some extra time. You know. Uh, yeah, make sure y'all check it out. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can find your podcast. Really good episode. Give us feedback. Give him feedback. It's his shit. Yeah. Thank you, Reese. You're welcome. You're going to plug your own or I'm, I'm supposed to do that? Yeah, you, you know what? You can do it. I'll throw you the lob. <clears throat> okay. So, of course, you can always catch Reese's content at Mind of Reese. That's on Twitter and wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, some very interesting topics have come up on that show this past uh, these past couple of weeks. Actually, uh, you had the two dudes from um, was it through the wire, right, on the podcast? Yep. Not, not long ago, epic episode. Uh, this past episode, you you talked about Skip Bayless's contract with FS1, uh, JJ Watt to the Cardinals, Russell Wilson stuff. You talked about the uh, the NBA Hall of Fame uh, because right now it's the Basketball Hall of Fame. So y'all discussed what it would look like to have an NBA Hall of Fame. So a lot of good stuff over there. Uh, so definitely check out the Mind of Reese podcast. Always a good time. Yeah, we actually got something in the works right now. I guess I'll announce it on here. Uh-uh. Uh, we will soon be doing, we're currently working on the list and we're watching the movies, we will be doing a list, an episode podcast, ranking our MCU films. We. Okay. So make sure y'all subscribe to the podcast now so you won't miss it when the episode comes. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. I promise. Okay. 
I'm, I'm excited for that one myself because um, I'm curious what y'all gonna do. Um, yeah, I definitely got to check that one out. So I think that it's that's right it's not coming right away because that takes time. I just wanted to, you know. I got you. I got you. You, you. Anything coming this week that we should be looking out for? Uh, not really. Not for the most part. Uh, you know, I usually try to come up with topics throughout the week. Uh, unless I have like a special episode in mind, uh, no guests coming on anytime soon. So it's just going to be us three, uh, still not sure about the status of an episode this week. We will be doing a WandaVision review. Okay. We will be reviewing, uh, WandaVision, the season finale or series finale. Right. Uh, but one of my co-hosts is going out of town for like a week. So status of that episode this week is up in the air. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I think that kind of does it for this week's episode of the Mavs Outsider Podcast. Weird week with the All-Star game and just two two games, but we're coming back. Three big games this week. Should have a lot to talk about. The trade deadline coming up. Anything is possible. We know these boys don't like to actually make moves that matter, but anything is possible, so we'll see. Uh, but until next time, peace. Peace.